0: So we're in in this, okay, we're starting this series called Momentum, Step Into Your Future. And I want to speak around that uh, just for a little while right now, and then we're going to, the pinnacle of our service is going to be this water baptism moment. Um, I'm going to, I like you guys being up here. I'm going to let the singers go, but I'm going to keep the band here. How's that sound? Just for variety. Nick, you're doing a great job up here with all the team. The double keyboard. Who likes the double keyboard? That's nice. Nice touch. Well done, well done. Um, so, so momentum. I don't know if you've ever been. It's kind of like you can get um, momentum and momentum is something that builds in your life and what starts i don 't know if you 've ever had a car that's that you 've had to push start and initially because of the weight of that car it takes a little bit of pushing to get that thing going but after a while it starts to build up its own momentum and it can keep moving even whether you're uh, whether you 're um, pushing it or not after a little while and momentum in all of our life we can get stuck in different seasons we can get uh, we can get stuck in different parts of our life you can have momentum over here with some great friendships and relationships that are going really well but you can be stuck and have no momentum over here in your career or you can you can be doing really well in your spiritual walk with God and experiencing his presence and worship uh, but then you're you've got no momentum in your financial world uh, you can you can be kind of on fire in the sense of, of um, just you're reading the Bible and God's really speaking to you and it's and it's alive but you you're just suffering sickness and can't seem to get free from it and you're 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 stuck okay and so i want to talk to us out of joshua chapter uh joshua tonight joshua chapter one uh, because in joshua we find uh, the people of israel who had 40 years of going around in circles in the wilderness Uh, they had no momentum they, they, they were literally going around in circles. They, they had been saved out of Egypt. And you find the story in Deuteronomy. They'd been, they were slaves uh, to Egyptians. They, Moses led them out of Egypt. They went through the Red Sea. God did all these miracles for them. And, and, but then they, they missed the window of opportunity to go into this amazing promised land that God had for them. And they lost momentum. Uh, lack of faith caused them to lose momentum. When God was opening a window and it was time to go, they, they freaked out because of the obstacles and the intimidation of what that looked like. And so they pulled back and they missed a window of opportunity in God. And then they spent another 40 years uh, going around and around in circles with no momentum. And so I want us to pick it up in Joshua chapter 1, verse 2 and 3, so we can put this on the Scripture. It says, uh, first of all, so, so Moses was the leader. He died. And just so we understand, when the Bible talks about the promised land and, and the, the uh, God's people coming out of Egypt, going through a wilderness experience, and going into a promised land, it's a prophetic picture of what it is to be a Christian. It's a prophetic picture to come out of, of slavery to sin where, where you're unable to live the life God's called you to live because you're bound by sin. And so Jesus comes and, and he's the sacrificial lamb and he sets us free and he delivers us out of Egypt. And then we get, they went through the Red Sea, which speaks of water baptism. So they went through this moment of leaving Egypt behind. That's my old life. I'm leaving that behind. And then he was wanting to take them into the promised land, which, was, which is this incredible... Um, land of blessing and prosperity and favor. He wanted to take them there, but he had to get their past out of them. And so so they kind of got stuck. And it's quite easy to get stuck. And so this, the story of, of Moses to Joshua, the transition is a story of regaining momentum in a, in a whole group of people who are stuck. And so it comes along here and it says, Moses, my servant is dead. And for, for some of you tonight, you got born again in the last last little while. And tonight is the burial of the old you. The old you is dead. The old you was crucified on the cross with Jesus. And when you got born again, you said that wasn't just Jesus dying. I was dying. He was paying for my sins. So therefore, the old me is dead. And tonight, it's a burial of the old you. And, and, but we don't hold you under. But we don't keep you under. It's the resurrection of the new you. The new you. And Joshua in Hebrew is Jesus. And so the new, we go from Moses, my is dead. Now he's talking to Joshua. And Joshua is the new you. Joshua is the Jesus inside of you. You're a born again person. Now, now not trying to be different. You are different. The Bible says you are a new creation in Christ. You were once dead spiritually. Now you're alive, but you're not just an alive version of you. You've now got the DNA of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. Moses is dead. So therefore, what you've got to do is get up, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all all this people to the land which i'm giving to them the children of israel the very first thing i want us to know that momentum always begins with a change of mindset a change of thinking a change, of, because if, here's the thing. So when you get born again, you get the DNA of Christ. You, you get inside of your new creation being. And tonight, if you're not alive to God, if you've never asked Him to come into your life, if you've never said, Jesus, I receive what you did on the cross and my salvation, if you've never done that, tonight you can do that and become a brand new person spiritually and begin momentum in your life that were, that were, your spirit is what flows into the rest of your world your thinking your emotions your your every part of your life flows out of your spiritual life and so the greatest way to get momentum in your life is to make the right spiritual decision to connect with Jesus and to leave your past behind so when that happens you become brand new and you've got the potential because inside of you, there's unlimited Everything the Bible says in Ephesians, we have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Therefore, everything that Jesus did at the cross now is potentially yours. It's not, not yet practically yours, but it's potentially yours. That means if you've got Jesus, You've got forgiveness of sins. Well, that's practically yours. That's the first part. But if you've got Jesus, you've got emotional freedom. It comes with the, the Jesus package. When you get the Jesus, it's like the Swiss Army knife. There's like 10 little things. It's, like they're all, it's all with the knife. Well, when, when you, does anyone know how many people know? Okay, just, okay, oh, am I feeling old? No, it's okay. We're doing good. It still exists. It's still a thing. That's good news. When you get Jesus, it's not just salvation. It's not just I get to go to heaven. That's, that's like... Awesome! It's not just that I get born again, but I get all these other things. I get freedom from emotional baggage. I get deliverance from demonic oppression and torment over my life. I get healing in my physical body. I get restoration of my soul. I get a new mindset. I get the potential for a new mindset and a new way of thinking. I get the potential. I get prosperity. It all comes with the Jesus package when Christ comes in your life, it's now in you. But here's the thing. It's like the promised land. Bible said that they, they, were, they were saved from Egypt, but to go into the promised land, there was city after city after city that was theirs, but they didn't get it until they went after it. And I'm here to tell you tonight that when you got Jesus, you got financial blessing. It's part, The Bible says he, he became poor so that you became, might become rich. When you got Jesus, you got healing. It's part of your, your born-again experience. It's inside of you. But here's the thing. If you're not thinking that that's what you got, you won't get any momentum. If you're thinking, well, I got forgiveness of sins, but I'm going to have to put up with this emotional torment for the rest of my life— then your mindset is going to block you from asking for what is actually yours and stepping into what's yours. If I was to say to you, uh, Dan Frecker, uh, I'm going to give you $1,000. Hypothetically. It's, it's an illustration. Okay. <laughs> yeah. no. okay, Dan, if I said, Dan, I'm giving you $1,000, it's yours. It's buried in my backyard. All you got to do is go and dig it up. But it's legally yours now because I've I've, I've written a little thing. I've signed it. I've given you $1,000. So so now, if Dan comes to me next week and goes, I can't pay my rent. I'm going to go, dude, I gave you $1,000. And if he goes, yeah, I know, but I don't have it. It's not here. I'll go, mate, it's legally yours. You just got to go after that you got to go and dig that thing up. You, you, but if his mindset's like, oh, no, I didn't even, oh, I, I didn't think oh, you even would do that for me. I didn't even think that it was right that I should have it. If his mindset's, and so often we have this mindset, I did not think God wanted to heal me. I didn't, I didn't realize that was the thing. I, I didn't realize that God's got this incredible future filled with success for me. I didn't realize God got these great relationships for me and I got all the potential seed in Christ when I became a new creation. If you don't realize what God, what Christ has done for you, then you're gonna live in a limited world and your mindset will rob you. My, i remember when i was about 22 23 years old i was praying for a future spouse hashtag relationship goals i was believing god for a future for a future spouse and i was praying and seeking and then one day danielle who was in the youth group at that point and young adults group and there's about eight guys and one girl so she had the pick of all the guys I'm not going to brag, but she chose me, all right? So I'm a one in eight kind of guy. I feel kind of blessed right now. The, you know, and, and so she began to make her subtle little moves on me, you know? Just, she, she began to like tee up that, that I would be the only one left to give her a lift home after church on a Sunday night. She, she just was just, you know, she was working it. Faith without works is dead. She was working it. All right, And so I'm starting to freak out a little bit, like, oh, uh, you know, she's actually my best mate's little sister, and I, we're mates, we're friends. And suddenly, my, my other really good mate, my best mate, who we're, we're, we're living together... She, she gets him to come and ask me, am I interested? Have, have you ever had that conversation? You know, John wants to know, blah, blah, blah. Danielle wants to know. So he comes and has this conversation. And, and I've told this story before. He, uh, he said, is there any interest? Are you whatever? And I'm like, well, this is what's on my list. This is the kind of girl I'm looking for. Someone committed to God, someone fun, someone intelligent, someone with slight blindness because of my defections. No, so I just, just someone, someone who's, who's going to... Uh, who's who our life's going to go in the same direction and I had about eight things and then as I went through them I'm like and then there's Danielle and like she's fun and she's awesome to hang out with and she's on fire for and I had a, I had a moment I had a mindset change moment and I had no momentum in my relationship life because I had a wrong mindset and, as soon as my mindset changed, I, got, I began to get some momentum back, and then I pursued her and chased her, and then the rest is history. I, I struck gold with that. I want to tell you sometimes sometimes god 's got an answer for you and a part of your life it 's part of it 's part of who you are as a christian and god 's like i 've got this stuff, but we 've got this mindset that 's blocking. Who Christ has actually made you. If you can think it, you can start moving towards it. But if you can't think it, if you don't think it's possible, if you don't think it's true, then you won't be able to move there. My God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. If I'm thinking wrong, that's a blocker on momentum in my life. So tonight, maybe some of us have got to change our our idea where we've got no momentum in an area of our life, but we've got to start to change our idea that Christ has given me the potential when I got born again. The seed of him is here to get moving. So that's the first thing, a change of mindset. The second thing we've got to uh, begin to do, let's go into verse uh, three here, Joshua chapter one, verse three, is every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Okay, I just I want you to see the same thing. Yep. Every place the sole of your foot will tread on, I have given you. Wow. This is the spiritual life. Yeah. We are spending a lifetime taking possession of, of what we've been given. We are spending a lifetime moving into what Christ has already paid for. It will take a lifetime for us, city by city, step by step. This is what the Bible said. God didn't drive all of their enemy out before them in one go. He let them drive them out bit by bit because he wanted to develop their fights. He wanted to develop their endurance. I'm here to tell someone tonight. The way that you're going to create momentum is you're going to go, okay. Change my mind. I've already got that in Jesus. Now I'm going to begin to move towards it. And the next thing, so this is what he tells him in the next scripture I gave you. I think it's verse eight. Uh, it is this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success momentum begins with a mindset shift but then it begins with what's in your mouth what are you saying because when I begin to think differently, then I begin. Then I begin to go and I look at the future and I begin to say, "Okay, my facts are this: the giants that are screaming at me, uh, intimidating me about my future, are this. It doesn't look like this is going to happen. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. But I'm making a decision. I'm going to. I'm oh, come on. I'm going to rock this baby. I'm going to. I'm going to start to get some movement going. I'm changing my mindset. But the, the way I begin to get some movement is what I. say and I begin to speak to the obstacles in front of me. I begin to speak to the mountains in front of me. I begin to change what I say and I meditate. This is what what he said to Joshua. Joshua, there's a massive land filled with incredibly big giants and enough to freak 10 guys out, spies who were leaders. When they went there, they saw them and they were freaked out by them. And you came back and you brought a good report. So he said, Joshua, the only way you're going to take your promised land is if you begin to speak the Word of God. You begin to speak it over and over. You meditate, means to mutter, say it to yourself, over and over again. As you speak that Word, and as you declare what God said, as uh, then what begins to happen is momentum builds in the Spirit. Momentum builds in your mind. This, one of the reasons we've called this month momentum for our church, is this, this next two months is a significant time in terms of us for buildings and future facilities. Uh, we've been for five years uh, believing. It'd be be about three years ago that I came and said, church, we're believing. We're going to sell our land. God's spoken to us to sell it for $5 million. And then He's spoken to us about moving to Power Road and putting an offer on it for $8 million. And we've been fasting, praying all night, praying all hours, praying all day. We've been speaking the Word of God, and it has created a momentum in the realm of the Spirit. So that then we get someone like Pastor Phil comes along, and he prophesies in the month of June, July this year doors are going to open in your church now this is what's going to happen God God's gonna in doors in terms of buildings and finances we're going to get the miracles that we've been declaring and speaking for years that we've been giving towards for years we're going to get them and it's going to look like it happened suddenly and it's going to look like it's you're an overnight success in terms of buildings and momentum but the reality is momentum has been building for years after years of people have sown and believed and fasted and prayed and we've spoken god we've got this promised land we've got this nationally significant building we're going to build it in this place but it comes to a moment and there's a suddenly. And I'm wondering, it might be very early days for you in a particular area of your life, but you begin to speak what God's put inside of your heart. That moment you begin to express it out loud. I've got this promise from God. It's inside of my heart. I've had a prophecy or a word. And I'm, you know, that just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it out loud because there's a power to saying it out loud. There's a, that Your your miracle is in your mouth and your momentum will come from what you begin to speak. So someone's got to, sometime got to catch it and go, all right, in spite of what I'm seeing, I'm going to say what God said. I'm going to get on his page and create a miracle. You're like, well, I, I've got a crappy job and I don't like my job. Well, the way you cre- create momentum in your job is you do what you've got with what your, your hand finds to do with all your might and you, you serve your employer as if you're serving God, the Bible says. But at the same time, you begin to prophesy over your future and say, God's opening a door for me, for the perfect career for my future. Some of you as young adults, you're not sure, what should my career be? Well, why don't you begin to say, God's got great plans for my career. He's got a great, a great future for me. He's going to give me something that fits my gifts and my abilities and my talents. And he's going to open doors for me. Don't wait for someone else to prophesy it over you you prophesy it over you 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 create your future here's the thing so many of you have heard me say this and it's really good when as a pastor when I hear people go oh I know pastor john says this one of the things I say okay is you show me your friends and I'll show you your your future if I see who you're hanging around with that's the the trajectory of your life show me I want this is the other thing I want you to know What you're saying it sets the direction for your life. So if you're saying, "Oh, I don't like what happened in my past. I don't like what happened then. I don't know. I don't like the way they treated me. I'm I'm like this." Do you know where you're going to go? You're going to go backwards. You're going to go in the direction of your words. Your mouth is the rudder, James says, of your, of your life. He says, so he who can control his mouth is like the rudder on a ship. It's little, but it will, it will set the direction of your life. If you want to set the direction of your life, you've got to get control of this and begin to speak, I'm going in this direction. This is what God's plans are for me, for my life. And you begin to speak what comes out of your heart, and it will literally, so some of you are like, I'm going this way, or I've been going around in circles. Children of Israel, going around in circles. No, I'm not getting any progress. I've gone from dead-end job to dead-end job. And, and, it's just, and, and I just can't seem to get a job that I enjoy. I can't seem to get a job that I like. And that's your confession. You're just talking about the problem. Just, I, just, I can't seem to find what I like. I can't seem to find a good boss. I can't seem to find a good workplace. You've got no momentum. Uh, the, the more you go around in circles, the deeper you're going into a hole. It's time to get the rudder. And it, I, I've got no blah, blah, blah. It's time, it's time to get that rudder because you would be talking. It's sudden go, hang on a minute. No, no, I want to go there. I am i don't know what it is, but God's got a fulfilling career for me. God's got a great job for me. God's got something that will be enjoyed. For me, God's got something that will have purpose for me. And suddenly, and it takes some work. It takes it takes some dedication. But suddenly, you change your your words, and you change your direction. You change the confession of your mouth, and then you're going to start. Then you set direction. Now momentum starting to kick in because you've changed what's in your mouth. You change what's in your mind. You change what's in your mouth. And the last thing of this, let's go back to verse three. We're doing all right. Are we doing okay? Yeah. Who's, who's, who's ready to get some momentum back in an area of your life? Give me a wave if you feel like I know where I've, one of the areas in my life I've lost momentum. Give me a wave. Okay, numbers of people. I wanna, we're gonna. This is the month. We're going to help people get momentum back. It doesn't mean it will be straight away, but you're just, I'm giving you the keys to determine. All right, so this is what he said. So Joshua, champion, every place that the soul of your Reeboks will tread— A Reebok's still a thing? I've never had Reeboks. Who had Reeboks and thought they were really cool at one point? David Crowder? You're a Reebok man? You still are? Okay, no, no, no. Okay, here we go. Everywhere the soul of your Nikes will tread, I have given you as I said to Moses. So the promise is yours, but now you just got to start to move. Got to change your mindset, got to change what's in your mouth. But now you just got to start to take some steps. Faith without works is dead. You got to you got to start to take. So if I if I keep going with the job thing, then, then I'm starting to I'm starting to um, change my confession about my future. Well, then I, then I've just got to start taking some steps, some real practical things. Sometimes we can get so caught up in praying about something that we realize that in the next part of momentum, I've got excitement, I've got faith, now I'm waiting for God to do something. And God says, I've done something. You take you take some steps so so you so what you would do is you're like well you just get online and find some surveys that will match up your gifts to possible to possible future jobs you go and talk to some career advisors you go to some career um, op- opportunity things and, and look at them uh, if you've got no work and you're trying to get work you start to do a day's volunteering here there and, and just work out what works for me and you you begin to just take some steps and then you go oh I think I like that, now I'm going to get skilled in that. Because Proverbs says that that who has excellent or has skill will stand before kings. So I'm not going to wait for someone to put it all on a platter for me. I'm going to take some steps towards it. I'm going to move, and momentum will come in my moving. And you'll find more often than not, when you begin to move, God begins to move. And then you begin to move, and then God begins to move. And now, instead of sitting back going, okay, God, would you do something for me? He's like, no, would you take a move? Would you take a step? I want to build some momentum in your life, but you've got to take a step. And God, He loves it. He loves walking with us when we take a step. That I could apply that to so many areas of your life. The great thing about the Holy Spirit tonight is, is He's applying it for many of us in this room. So f- for some of you, this is, your, this is your spiritual momentum moment. You're taking a step. You're getting into that tank. There, there's a little bit of fear and trepidation about what this looks like, but that's all always the way when you take a spiritual step out of your comfort zone, it will always make you feel uncomfortable, but that's how you get momentum back. If if you're feeling comfortable with your life, then I'm here to help you. I've got the gift of helping people feel uncomfortable. I've decided I'm going to learn to live uncomfortable. I I think, and I, I said this in Bridgman Downs this morning, so many people would like, they know that I shouldn't live in the comfort zone, but I don't want to be uncomfortable. Is there an alternative middle ground? No. No. You're either in your comfort zone or you're uncomfortable. And you're like, I don't like being uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I know that's the whole point. You stretch, you believe. You you, you put yourself out there and in the process of moving with God, doing things afraid, doing them scared, doing them intimidated, doing them worried, doing them hoping God's going to come through. But just the process of doing that, just that process of starting that group, attending that group for the first time, beginning to tithe for the first time, joining the dream team for the first time, asking that girl out for the first time. Whatever it is, you're like, oh, I'm so scared, I'm uncomfortable. Awesome! Uncomfortable is your friend. Uncomfortable is where God is. Uncomfortable is where he—that's called faith. It's called risk-taking. It's where God will move in your life. And I want to help you be uncomfortable because I want you to get your mojo back. I want you to get your momentum back in your life. Can we stand to our feet right now, right across this place? Holy Spirit. You're in this place tonight. There's faith in this house tonight. There's faith in hearts tonight to begin right now. Oh God, I preach myself happy. That's what happens when you get to preach about momentum. Father, right across this place, if tonight you're saying, all right, God's been speaking to me about changing my mindset. You've, maybe you've just been I've oh, been more complaining and negative or just haven't haven't had an expectation that things can shift because my mindset's wrong would you raise your hand and say that's me tonight I need to change my mindset about something come on just right now right now I need to change my mindset about who I am in Christ about what God's done in my life when I got born again change the mindset right now father I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us shift and change our minds to Have the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. Father, right now, what about who needs to change what's in your mouth? You need to start changing the direction of your life by changing what's in your mouth right now. Give me a wave. Put your hand up if that's you. I need to set the course of my life with the rudder of my tongue so I'm beginning to speak something different. Lord, right now, from this day forward, from this moment forward, we, we agree that we will say what you're saying. We will speak what you're speaking. We'll determine the future of our life with the word of God in our mouth in the name of Jesus Christ right now. Right now, right now, right now. Father, I'm praying. Touch of God's here. Momentum is beginning to build for people. Lord, even as they tomorrow morning, some of you are gonna get up and do something different tomorrow morning. And that's your step. You're going to get up 15 minutes earlier and speak to your future. Not about your past, but speak to your future. You're going to prophesy. You're gonna, you're gonna, that's your step. You're going to create some time to do this. Not just have a good moment and a message, but you're going to actually take a step about speaking God's Word into your life. Some of you are like, I know what I need to do. And you're even feeling nervous about it now. Good. Do it afraid. Step out of that boat. Do it afraid in Jesus' name. Can we put our uh, hands down together right now? I'm wondering if you're here tonight and you find yourself in church. Maybe you're here because you're watching someone get baptized. Maybe you're here because a friend invited you or you found us uh, for some reason through a social media or a sign or a random thing and you find yourself here in church tonight. And in your heart, you you can sense the atmosphere of God's presence. And we can tell ourselves sometimes, oh, is it just hype? Is it just, what's going on? It's not hype. God's Spirit's in this room tonight. There's lots of people here who have surrendered our lives to Jesus Christ, and He lives in us. And He gives us joy, and He gives us peace. He's lighting up our purpose. There's a sense of, of excitement and love and warmth that you can feel in this atmosphere is because of how much God's changed us and because He's here when we worship Him. You know what? He's not just here on a Sunday. He's, he lives with people who open the doors of their heart to Him. And God wants to come into your life He wants to come and live with you as your friend, as your perfect father. He wants to replace the anxiety with peace. He wants to replace the restlessness of your life with purpose. He wants to replace the the fear that you have about the future to a calm and confidence about the future because he's with you. He wants to replace the guilt that you carry around on the inside because of your past with a cleansing and a peace. He wants to lift the burdens off you. Where your heart's been broken and hurt, He wants to come and heal you. He's smiling. He wants the best for you. And tonight I'm wondering if you're here and you've never actually opened up your heart to God and said, I want a relationship with you. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. I'm going to ask you just simply where you're standing to raise your hand in a moment and say, that's me, I want God to come into my heart. Maybe there's a point in your life where you walked with God and you're not anymore. You didn't stop believing that He's real, but you just, you're not walking with Him. And tonight you want to get back on track with Him. You can feel the love of God like a magnet That reckless love that would go over any mountain chasing you. And he's been chasing you. And tonight you're here. It's time to surrender your life to God. You know, if you once walk with God and you're not now, that there's a joy that's missing. Tonight's your night to resurrender. Maybe you're here tonight, and you're not just you're just not sure if you're going to go to heaven when you die. You hope you are, but you're not sure. You're not confident. I'd love to pray with you tonight, just in a few moments, so that you can be confident that you're going to spend eternity with Him in heaven. Not because you're good enough, but because Jesus was good enough, and He died on a cross. So right across this room, if you're saying, John, tonight I want a relationship with God. I want to become a Christian. I want to take that step. That's your step to build momentum. Or you want to come back to Him because you've been away from Him and you can feel Him calling you back tonight or you want to be sure you're going to heaven. Right now, just raise your hand up and say, John, that's me tonight. I want to get right with God wherever you are. So that's me tonight. I want to get right with God. I want to surrender my life. I want to begin that relationship that you're talking about. I want to reconnect with Him wherever you are. The love of God. He's drawing you. It's time to reconnect with Him. It's time to get right with God. There's so much, so much good waiting on the other side of this decision. But you just have to surrender to Him tonight. I'm looking across the room right now. Eyes are closed. God's love's here. He's waiting. He's smiling. His arms are open wide. But you've got to surrender. You've got to surrender. If that's you, I want you just to raise your hand and say, that's me. I'm surrendering to God. I'm asking Him to come into my life. Fantastic. It's awesome, man. So good. Fantastic, fantastic. Is there someone else tonight? It's your turn to get right with God. So someone else, just raise your hand if that's you as well. Tonight, it's your night to connect with God. We're going to pray a prayer in a minute. I want to include you in this prayer. Looking across the room one more time all right we're going to pray can we all pray this prayer together right now I want you to say these words after me say them from your heart say this say this dear God in heaven I thank you that you love me that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me for my sin I'm sorry for all I've done wrong and I'm turning to you tonight to worship you to follow you with all my heart I renounce the devil and all his works. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you tonight that I'm saved, that I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Fantastic. Guys, this is awesome. Put your hands together right now. I think I'm handing over to Teresa for the water baptisms. Can you welcome Teresa as she comes up the stage?